listening to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Hi, Dad. Hello. How are you? I'm a little croaky this week, Steve. All right. Well, so <laughs> I would say, don't worry, I'll do the talking this week. But that's I a good idea. I <laughs> with what we're going to talk about, I can't really talk much about it because it's it's all about kind of I, I can I tr- help, but this is mostly going to yeah. be you talking. So I'm sorry about that. That's all right. Don't worry. Just um, just uh, don't talk for the rest of the day after, um, <laughs> and don't talk tomorrow. There you go. I just. Okay. Recover. Recover from it. Um, but how are you? Are you other than that? Oh, other, other than that, I'm fine. Yes, yes, yes. Um, it's, it's a shame, really, because it, it's the, it's, when I'm, do, I'm doing a lot of videoing at the moment, which is not helping, is it? Um, and so people are having to put up with my croaky voice when I'm videoing as well. I can't stop doing that. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, it, you know, I get the message across. That's the important thing. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but other, otherwise, I'm fine and uh, enjoying life. We're very lucky in the south east where we are because we don't have the very bad weather that's hitting the rest of the UK. And uh, you know, there are storms and, and floods and all sorts terrible weather we've had, as people in the UK will know. Um, but uh, down in our little broadstairs, little section of broadstairs, we have a little bit of wind and we have a little bit of rain, but and the temperature has been reasonable as well. So we can't complain down here. Very lucky. It's very much a microclimate, isn't it? Oh, it definitely is. Yes, yes, very yes. We, so. we, it's almost almost when we listen to the weather forecast, you know, with oh, this is going to happen and that's going to happen. You think. Uh, are we talking about broadstairs? No, it's as though we're talking about a different. Well, we do live on the Isle of Thanet, don't we? So, yeah. I suppose, strictly speaking, we are a little island. Yes, yeah. <laughs> set apart from the rest of the uh, country. You should have if you did have a weather forecast for Thanet, it would be very boring, though, wouldn't it? Because it would be like it's pretty much the same. <laughs> There's yesterday a little bit wet, <laughs> a little bit windy <laughs> every day. <laughs> Yes, I suppose it would. There's no drama. There's not a lot of drama about in Broadstairs. No, no, it's nice. Um, cool. Well, so this week I thought we'd talk about, and I, I don't know when I wrote this note down for us to talk about it. It could have been at Christmas when we were doing a little bit of a history recap. Um, but we we're going to talk about the the gallery that you had years Mm -hmm. ago and talk about its various transformations over the years because i don't know if we've probably may have touched upon it but not really covered it in kind of a chronological um timeline of changes that's right um we we, we would have jumped quite dramatically from one thing to another mm. which is what what did happen but there were there were little sort of interim periods where i had to decide or we had to decide uh, Imam and me, what we were going to do, how were we were going to organise it, because we b- were presented uh, quite a few times with 
what amounted to life-changing decisions mm. um, in the gallery. So, yes, you're quite right. So we could start out, yes. yes. Everybody knows how we started out. And I, I was, um, you know, we were we opened the gallery and I started with my own work as well as other artists' work and uh, framing. We used picture framing and uh, tinting colour antiquarian prints as well. You know, I, I used to tint them. I used to colour my own uh, pen and ink prints. So we had quite a mixture of um, different uh, points of sale, really. And uh, But it, I think probably it was the framing that really sustained us mm-hmm. because that there wasn't anyone around in the Broadstairs area that did framing. People had to go to Ramsgate or to Margate to have uh, framing done. So we were quite lucky there. So uh, but, with um, with your, you were selling uh, other people's work. Were you selling other people's originals uh, and and your originals uh, and your prints? Were you selling a bit of everything? A bit of everything. Mm. Mm. So yes, when you sold other people's work, you took a commission for that. That's right. Yes, that's right. It was, I don't know, I can't remember what it was now. I think it was like a, I mean, what people used to bring their work in. And if I sold it, I've got to tell you that I didn't sell a great deal of other people's work. I mean, that was good for me because people were buying mine. You see what I mean? (laughs) So don't think I'm complaining about that. I'm not. But the, the thing is, when somebody came into the gallery, they would they would look around, and very often I'd be painting away because I I had my easel in the middle of the studio, and I used to I was right from the beginning I was painting mostly watercolor. I had my watercolor paints out, so people could walk in and they wouldn't feel obligated. I wouldn't be standing around behind them. Mm. Can I help you, sir? Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, hovering, in other words, yeah. which I hate when I go into a shop. Absolutely. If somebody, oh, it's terrible. Same, and, same yeah. You know, they hover. But they've got nothing else to do, to be honest. But I did. I had my work, and I used to, it was eyes down. Mind you, I kept a canny eye on them. You know, I, I used to, you know, look up every now and again, see how they, where they were, what they were interested in. And if they did show interest, which you could tell, then I would break off and say, is there anything I can help you with? And of course they would welcome you then. Yeah. Because you, you, you picked up on their vibes. Yeah. And it worked really well. And, uh, when I look back on it now, I was very fortunate that, um, I didn't, uh, I, I never pushed anybody into anything. That was if they were browsing for um, a present or something for themselves. Mm. If it was framing, then they'd just come in and obviously you'd catch their eye immediately and um, deal with that. Yeah. Was it kind of a nice um, indirect sales technique because you were doing your watercolour there and there and people, you know, if they were walking around and they could have a little nose and see what you were doing and see your work mm. on the wall, it's kind of you were indirectly able to show people the man behind the artwork that they were seeing on the wall. And they were very fortunate really, because I would, I would, I would, um, you know, describe what I was doing. They'd ask me how, oh, yes, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. 
and they'd say, how did you manage to do so? Very interested in what I was doing. And this was, this was pre-demonstration. Yeah. I wasn't, I mean, I was demonstrating, but I wasn't outwardly going about it in a, in a, a sales pitch. Yeah. It was just that I, they were interested and I was um, as interested to tell them what I was doing. Yeah. Yes, you're quite right. I suppose that was good training for you when you did get round to doing demonstrating because you were used to people watching you. Mm, that's right. Yes, that's correct. It, I never, never felt uh, awkward because um, I was quite confident in what I was doing and uh, I don't, never felt awkward. I never really thought about it then, but you're quite right. When I look back on it now, Yes, that was probably setting it up for me. The yeah. universe knew what I was going to come up to later on in my life, so it kind of prepared me a bit. Yeah. But, you know, I, 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 was, I really enjoyed my life. It was very, very enjoyable. You think about it. Um, if you opened a shop and you didn't do what I did, what would you do all day long? True. Just... And, and you don't get many people. I mean, we were in a secondary trading area, and uh, we didn't have lots of people coming in all the time. I suppose at one time I might have had three or four sets of people in. Sometimes it was a family come in. Sometimes it was an individual. So yeah. there's never any more than about 10 people in the shop at any one time. Yeah. But that was quite rare. Yeah. That you'd, you'd get that many people. But it's still, there was still enough footfall for people to, you know, gain interest and, and uh, buy my products, which is, uh, we were very lucky. Do you think at the it, beginning it, it took a while to take off? Um, as in, do you think as more people, did it, did it grow organically over the first couple of years? Um. Do you know, I've got to say no. We were almost from the, the word go. We were, we were. I wouldn't say busy, but we were um, busy enough. Yeah. Because I, I remember the first Christmas where I had my prints, brand new prints, you know, uh, and I used to wash my prints, or I called wash them, they were uh, prints that were tinted with watercolour. Yeah, and they they took off. They were very popular. Yeah. So that kind of took a lot of my time up. I've mm. got to say, in that time, so I was I was pretty busy, and we never really looked back from then on, Steve. No, I think from uh, you had moments, you had times of the year where you had the slow. Uh, it was a bit slow. And, and that was, I always remember it was the um, June, around June, I suppose, the beginning of the summer holiday and people going away. Um, mm. About that time, it was, a, it was a bit slack. But uh, we always had, you know, we always had enough to get by. So when, when did the first sort of shift happen uh, in the gallery? Because you were selling other people's work, you were selling your own work, doing prints mm. and doing framing. When was the mm. next shift well, the, the, I suppose the next shift really was for me to <clears throat> give all the artwork back to people because they, they just I was I was doing my own work and I needed the space if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and I started with my prints particularly uh, 
my pen and ink prints and my wash prints, I had to display them. I had to have them on the wall in case somebody come in and said, I want one of them. Mm. You know, I didn't want to stack them all up on the side. I wanted them to be displayed. So that, as together with um, my increase in my antiquarian prints, my own work, I, I, um, I was doing a lot of my own um, pictures then. Mm. I wanted to display them. And quite frankly, I didn't have enough room on the on the gallery walls for it, so no, I had to. The wall, the, the walls were quite. It was quite a big gallery space as well. That's just to give people was. an idea. I think there is on the website. I think there's a couple of videos. I think on your story page of mm. the sort of opening, uh, grand opening, where you had the mayor of Broadstairs come in and things that people can kind of see, but. The gallery space is quite big. There's quite a lot of wall space, very high ceiling. That's right. It so was. That's, uh, yes, and we filled it up as well. So you gave all the people's work back. They said, sorry. I, I gradually did that. <laughs> not, not just I, I didn't, overnight. I didn't say, come on, I want... I want. No, I, I gradually did it. I, I was left with a few in the end, that, uh, but I, I sold very little of other people's work. It's very sad that that happened, but it... You know, that was the way of the world, I suppose. Mm. And uh, so that that's, that was the first major shift. So we actually expanded our own um, product. Yeah. So it became the Colin Bradley Art Gallery. <laughs> it, it, it did, yes. <laughs> yes, it lived up to its name, the Bradley Gallery. Yeah. Yes, lovely. Excellent. So... What, what, so you did that for a little while, and I take it that there's nothing really more to add on that. You were just selling your own work, doing prints, no other sort of key points there? Not really. The, the, the thing that really started making a difference, though, from what, you've, what I've just told you already, um, that we were quite busy doing my, my own pictures, my prints mainly, they were the key because they were – inexpensive and the ideal presence and visitor presence as well people coming in um but what i found was i did some limited edition prints of my own as well i remember i did a st peter's which is a a a local to broadstairs it's in broadstairs it's part of the broadstairs uh, um you know council and so on and um i did that and that was very very successful and i had prints made of that and then prints made of my broad stairs pictures, quite a few different prints. They came out as watercolour. They were all watercolour. And uh, so, again, we had to have room on the walls for those as well. So you see how I started filling the, uh, the, the space up, uh, in uh, which were they were popular. They would sell well. Uh, so, obviously, they were uh, something that I had to um, – uh, produce and um, show, uh, and then, then, I, a friend of mine, I mean, you know the story. It's in the art story. Wanted me to do um, a dog for him, and I and I did try with watercolor, and I couldn't do it. It just didn't work, didn't work out at all. And it was then that um, I gave up trying and told him, "I'm sorry, I can't do it." But then I went to my local art store, as you know, and saw the pastel pencil for the first time. Well, I didn't know it was it was just a colored pencil. And I still don't know to this day why I decided to buy them. But I did. 
and um, I, I came back and played with them a little bit to start with put one of those in the window the one I did and I was happy with put it in the window sold it I couldn't believe I'd sold it to somebody I think it was a poodle I think it was a white poodle I seem to remember oh really and I put and I put it in the window I framed it and put it in the window for sale and sold it I didn't, it wasn't very much I think I was I'm mean, a bit cheeky really I just box of, bought a box of pencils and did a picture and sold it and then I sold a few more, um, and I thought, hello, I've got something here, something going on. And that started me thinking about doing um, animal portrait work, which I did. So that was the next thing. That was the next thing I did. I, I advertised animal portrait work. That I was the next that big That you were going to do commissions. That you would take they, commissions. They, they, were, they were commissioned, yes. People yeah. used to come in and say, would you do my dog? Yeah. Or do my cat? And I said, yes, yes, I will, I will. And I, and I did. Yeah. And With I the, did same, the same set of pencils? Yes. Well, um, I had the 24 set of pencils to start with. And and I think I just, just used those 24. I can't remember buying any more. And these were called uh, coloured charcoal pencils, weren't they, from Stabilo? They were called coloured charcoal, that's right, yes. Yeah. And... and um, I think I told you the story a bit later on. I'm moving up a bit now. When I wanted, I went to see the Stabilo people, Swan Stabilo in Slough, and they were interested in what I was doing. And I said, can I make a suggestion to you? Can I suggest that you change the name from Coloured Charcoal? Because I have to keep explaining to people what they, I meant by coloured charcoal, because everybody thinks charcoal is black. Mm. You know, it was it was common. You know. So how can you colour the charcoal, they used to say. So I asked um, Swanstabilo, the marketing department in Swanstabilo, can you possibly change the name to Pat? Oh, no, we can't do that, they said. That's, that's impossible, because it's all being, you know, um, it's all the marketing and everything is coloured charcoal. It was on the box. It was on the advertising, what little there was. And I said, well, I'm really sorry, but I'm going to start telling people they're pastel pencils. And I did. <laughs> Even though they were telling them as coloured charcoal, said, oh, well, these are pastel pencils. And therefore, because the Conti people, they had a pastel pencil. There was only two manufacturers then. Conti people had a a pencil out they called it a pastel pencil and i said why are it's the same thing why are you calling it child anyway they wouldn't have it never did have it except later on a little bit further down the line they did actually change them they did change the name yeah so, so i was responsible for that yeah the pressure that i put on people because they it was getting very popular remind me how did they come to know your work oh no, this is this is this this is the this is the next major thing that happened. Coming from the commission work I was doing, and I was it was popular, and also as you can imagine, as as I'm sure many of our members, Gabriel particularly, is now making a living, almost making a living at it. You can see that it would be very popular if no one else was doing it in the area. Uh, so I was I was making 
good money at that. Anyway, I was busy one day in my gallery working on another commission, <laughs> you know, a pastel pencil commission. And I had used to have reps come round. These were reps for the different uh, manufacturers. And one of them was Dala Rowney, oh, Dala yes. Rowney rep. He came along and I got to know him very well. He's, he's a nice chap. And we used to have a cup of coffee in the gallery and have a chin wag about this, that, and the other. He knew a lot of people and he, he was, he'd been in the trade a long time. And he said to me, he was looking at, he said, what are you, what are you doing there? I said, oh, I'm just doing, but you, oh, I see you're using uh, Swansabilo colored charcoal pencils. And I said, yes. He said, well, you wouldn't believe it, but I used to work for them. <laughs> I said, no. He said, yeah. He said, I, I was a rep for them. He said, no, before I moved to, to Dala Rowney. He said, do they know what you're doing? And I said, no, no, I, they wouldn't know. I've just, I'm just using the pencils. He said, well, I tell you what, and this, and this is a my art story. He said, tell you what, there's a, there's a trade show at the moment or going to be, I think it was a, two or three weeks away, in Olympia. He says, there's a trade show up there and Swansdabilo are there. I bet they'd love to see what you're doing. If you'd like, if you can get up there and... Um, Come and find me on my Dala Rowney stand, and I'll take you along to Swans to Bilo. And that's it. That's From yeah. That, that that was the point then that everything changed for me. The whole lifestyle, everything that people see and do and hear now, uh, is a result of that meeting. Wow! Because I because I went along with him, met him, met met him, and. Um, and then we were marched along. It was a big show. Can you imagine if it was a big trade show in Olympia? And it wasn't very far. We walked in, and I, I, I was introduced to the people in Swansea. There was a few uh, people there, uh, you know, manning the sand. They couldn't sell the product. They were talking to people, um, traders and retailers and so on. Yes. And... Um, I showed them a picture, and they, the the um, staff. There was, I think, there was a couple of girls and a couple of chaps there, and they were looking at him and said, "Blimey, what's that?" Then I said, "That's your pencils." They couldn't believe it. They said, "No, that's just not possible." I said, "Well, it is, and that's what I've done." There was one. There was one particular young lady just brought brought a bit called Linda, and she was one of the uh, marketing people. And she was absolutely sold on it. She said, oh, I, I absolutely adore that, she said. So anyway, I'll come back to that in a minute. They then brought the managing director out, the big boy, the big big boss man, Stanley Vaughan, his name was. I'll never forget him. He came out <clears throat> and said, what's that then? And I, I, I showed him. And he, he was quizzing me a little bit about it. And he said, would you like to come back, please? Come back behind the stand because they have a little like reception area where they have the cups of tea and the sandwiches and so on. So I would, I went back with him then, and he was really interested. He said, "I've never seen anything like this." He said, "Would you be prepared to um, demonstrate for us?" Well, that's when everything. 
completely blew away. I, I blew me away. I, I didn't even need to think about that. Wow. I just thought that they would just say, oh, this is good, you know, well done, pat me on the back and uh, send me home again. But that wasn't that wasn't going to happen. They obviously saw something, which was quite right, that here was something very special. Mm. Anyway, I agreed, and he also said at the time, and I think this is in the art story, would you draw my cat for me? Yes. I'd be really, I'd really, I've got, a, I'm really in love with, well, my wife and I really love our, our little cat, so we'd love him to be drawn, have a picture of him. So I agreed to do that Yeah. Uh, at the same time. So all of that was done in that one meeting. Wow. And I went away with that, couldn't believe it. And then what I did, uh, and perhaps this was the wrong thing to do, I'd, I'd better find out how you demonstrate so I walked around to different people. There wasn't many people demonstrating, I've got to say. Um, but there was one person there. He was, had his easel up. I think it was acrylic. He was something acrylic he was doing. And he wasn't talking to people particularly. He was just there painting. And people were coming up, looking at it, and going away again. And that frightened the life out of me. I thought, how? Um, I, I can't do this. Not really knowing that you were do already this. doing it. <laughs> I, well, that's right, yeah. Not aware yeah, that you'd but, already but, been but, doing it. Yeah, yeah. but you, you imagine, uh, you try to put yourself in my situation, Steve. It's, it's Olympia, very big, major trade show, and you're there in front of thousands of people. I don't know how, what the attendance are like. I know it was very, very busy there, and I think they had, they were there for four days as well. Mm. Um, so uh, imagine the, the, the realization that I'd suddenly decided, made a decision to do this. Yeah. And, and this was going to be the following year. So what I was looking at was going to be a year's time. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? So that, that was really the biggest, I think, the, probably the biggest break that uh, I had. And it and it was a, a huge change uh, oh, away yeah. from. So when you came back to the gallery, obviously you were still doing watercolor and your prints and selling that work at the same exactly, time. But exactly the same. Your yep. pastel pencils. Your pastel pencil work uh, was taking off as well. Well, only in as much as it was taking taking off in in the commission side. Yeah, and I was selling pictures as well that I, I was doing i wasn't doing landscape then at all it was only animals no landscape at all and i didn't do landscape for i think probably a couple of years before i attempted it now the reason for that was that i was doing watercolor and i used to i remember thinking at the time i'll do the animal portrait work which i can't do in watercolor and I'll do the landscape work, which I can't do animals for. You see what I mean? I, yeah. I, I had the two, I, I separated the two things out. Yeah. And that was for quite a long time as well. I did that. So that's how, that's that's where I, I was at that particular time. But it, it, all things carried on as normal. Mm. When did it, the, the next big gallery change happen then? Was that when you were approached to start teaching? Well, I, I decided to, yes, I mean, I did some demonstrations for swans and 
uh, Stabilo, and they they sent their rep round to see me with a view to me selling the pencils. Ah, see it? So okay. that was the next thing. So I think, well, do I want to sell the pencils? Yes, all right, I do. So I invested in, in the event. It was just quite a lot of investment at that time. And um, so I would sell the pencils. I didn't have any customers particularly for them, except if they come in and they saw them, they would buy them. But they were also on sale in other places. Uh, but they, yes. the, the other the other shops in Thanet didn't sell the individual pencils. They would sell only the boxes right. at that time. So I thought, well, it, it you know, so I can't honestly remember that I, I had a lot of sales. So what I decided to do was have a launch, and we advertise it in the local um, news for uh, the open day. Your mum and I said to ourselves, you know, well, maybe we could put a bit of interest in here. So let's have an open day. So we set it up, advertising the paper um, from, I think, it was six o'clock in the evening to nine o'clock, I seem to remember. Um, and we had, a, we had a few people in, more than I thought there would, because the, the, the open was to explain and demonstrate how the pencils worked, right? Because I, I, I was I was using them as a, and I, I, I could show people. I must my usual my setup, so I had it, and and people come along and say, "How do you use them?" Well, this is how you do it. Mm. By then, you see, I'd already, um, I was a demonstrator. Yes, so you had that confidence. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yes, and so it, it it built up to the point where I was demonstrating them and selling them. Um, and then, then the probably the biggest, the next biggest thing that happened really was uh, there was a, three three of them got together. There was three people got together. They'd been talking, and there was one man and two ladies who were friends. They came up to me towards the end of the um, exhibition. They'd been there quite a long time, um, milling around and watching me and so on. They said. Colin, I tell you what, can can we can we say to you that we would we will buy these pencils, a set of these pencils, if you teach us how to use them? And I said, oh, I'm really sorry, I, I, I'm not a teacher, and I was adamant that no, I couldn't do that. Prior to that, though, I've got to go back. People had said to me in the past, "Why don't you teach this? You know, you're demonstrating it. Why don't you teach it?" I can't teach it. I'm, I'm not a teacher, and I fully believe that as well. It wasn't. It wasn't just, you know. It wasn't just me saying it to get people to say, "Oh yes, you can." Oh no, I can't. Oh yes, you can. I really believed I couldn't do it because I had no qualifications for teaching at all. Um, but they said to me, "Well, it's up to you, Colin." But uh, you know, we will definitely buy them if you if you would teach us. So I said to them, um, okay, let's, let's have a six-week trial. We'll have six weeks, and I'll teach you how to use them, and then, you know, we, there you go. So I set that up, and I think it was a couple of hours, and there were five people in my first first class. 
sitting around a still life. <laughs> when I think of it now, a still life I put in the middle of the table. <laughs> okay. And they were all sitting around. Now they all had different views of it. <laughs> uh, now I think back how, how I got away with it. I just don't know. They all had different views of this particular still life. There was a candle and there was a couple of other things. Hey, I tell you what, you've got that picture. I sent it to you. Did you? Yes. If you haven't, I've got it on my computer. I can send it to you. What happened then? Let's let's, let's break off for a minute because that one of the people, the five people, was a friend of mine. Okay. Yeah. And you know him well, my friend Ron. Yeah. He. Oh, was he one of them? Yes. Oh, okay. Now I'm with you. To, to make up the numbers, you see? yeah. I thought I can't. Have, I can't have. I can't have just four people. So I said to him, "Would you come along and make?" A, I didn't charge him. There was no charge for him. Everybody else paid, but he didn't. Yeah. So I had five people sitting around, right? On some on a set, didn't have um, anywhere to sit. They just had to sit on chairs or or buffets or whatever. Yeah. Sitting around in the middle of the gallery. And I used to go around and, and say, there was no square drawing on, I think. They just had to do it all by hand, you know, by eye. Wow. I, and I went around and changed this and changed that. And anyway, the end, of the, the end of the six weeks, it took six weeks to produce this work of but art. Did you have to remember. put it all in the same position? <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, it was when I think how, how funny that was, it was. Yes. No, I set it up on a, on a uh, like a stand, and I kept the stand, but I had to put it in the same position, and they had to sit in the same position. Well, <laughs> That's uh, the most it, awkward it. class. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I, I, I don't know how it Well, how you weren't lying, Dad. Where... You weren't lying. You weren't a teacher at that point, were you? You just sort of were winging it. <laughs> I was what they call winging it, Steve. That's what I just said, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing at all, except I thought it must be all right. But they were enjoying themselves. This is this is the great thing. Anyway, towards the, the the six weeks, they finished the picture, and you've got that picture. I have. Steve. I you found it. it. I just found it. I just found it as well, you were talking. I've got that it. Can go on the, that can go on the website yeah. or wherever you put it. Oh, put yeah. it on the Facebook. Facebook will be a place. Yeah. Uh, or both the website or whatever, because people would love to see it. And that's my friend's picture. That's how it all started. It, so he he when I told him about it the other day, he said, oh, I've got that picture on my wall, you know. I, have you? I said, so he brought it along to me, and I photographed it. Unfortunately, I had to photograph it through the glass. Yeah. So you've got a bit of sheen on it, but it doesn't matter. The idea is that uh, I didn't realise it existed still. Anyway, after the six weeks was up, I said, well, thank you very much. It's been a lovely, lovely experience. Oh, you're not going to stop, are you? I said, I said, well, yes, you know, that's that, that was the arrangement, just six weeks. Oh, you can't do that. And they were all they were all adamant. They can't do that. We we we've, we we want to. I said, well, okay. Well, uh, the very funny thing about this is, Steve, m- your mum was pregnant heavily with you, <laughs> right? And I I said to them, look, <laughs> we're going to have a we're going to have a baby very soon. I said, I can't I can't do anything about that now we've got so much work to do which we did have 
as we had, we were having a new kitchen put in as well, which you wouldn't know about, but we did uh, at that I time. So we had that, a lot no. of, there was a lot of work, and your mum was pregnant, trying to sort of sort this kitchen out. Anyway, you were born. I'm very happy to say. <laughs> Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing now. Yeah, and then uh, I promised that I would keep in touch with the people. I think it was about a month after that. Um, I know a bit, probably a bit more than that now. Anyway, some short time after that, I got back in touch with them and set it up, and those people came back. And I think I'd had a few more people as well. I know I had about ten people altogether on my first class. And then I got tables and chairs, and I made a proper job of it. So you didn't when you when you came back to do it again. Did you set up another still life in the middle of the room? No, I wasn't going to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Once bitten, twice shy. I was definitely wasn't going to do that again. That was that was that was impossible. No, what we did, I told people to bring their pictures along. Yes, bring your pictures along, and I'll help you. Yes, and um, I think what happened, I seem to remember. Do you know the apple? We've still got that yes, apple. Yes, yes. Well, that apple, I think what I did, I set that apple as the first project that people would do. And um, I had pictures of it. If they didn't it. have their own picture to do. Well, I, no, I, I think we, no, I, I really think we started with the apple. Okay. Um, and I had, I, I had, I had that on the wall as well. There were six pictures of the progress of that apple yes i had to do it i couldn't photograph it i had to do it six times i remember i remember do you this remember? yeah do you i remember, remember it being on the wall yeah showing yeah, well, how that's... to build up the colors i think it's it's still around somewhere like as in the the stages of that are somewhere i'm not sure oh, where well anyway that that's I'll how it started it. and anybody who joined me that was their first exercise that was a, like a, a compulsory <laughs> yeah. um, exercise to start with, and uh, but it but it's it, then it took off. So that really, I think I've given you a really good um, insight. But there's more. I don't know whether you want to carry on, but there's, there's a there's a whole bunch of different. Yeah, let's carry um, on. Let's carry on. I'm sure everyone else is listening and saying yes, yes, I want to carry on. No, no more. Because <laughs> um, we're just yeah, we're just getting into it. So the. Okay. Well, so I'll just have a drink of water, because Yeah, of course, of course. So you've got the My teaching. My voice is going. You started teaching, and yes, the well, gallery that, yes. was shut down for in the evenings. No, 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 it wasn't. This, no, it, no, we never shut the gallery down. At this stage, they were evening classes. I, that's what I mean. You, you closed the gallery off to the public to run the classes. No, people no. would still come in. No, during the week, it was. Nine to five or nine to five thirty uh, during the week, and I think Wednesday afternoon we we closed on a Wednesday afternoon. But we had five and a half days, five and a half days a week. Yes, it was five and a half. It would be five and a half days a week, and that carried on. No, I couldn't stop that. I wasn't making enough money at teaching for that. Um, but but I had an evening class. So when the gallery closed at five o'clock. I used to start up at uh, 7 o'clock, I think. I had two hours gap, and it went for 7 o'clock, and I extended it to 10 o'clock. So it was 7 o'clock to 10 o'clock evening classes. 
only one a week. Uh-huh. So, and I, I can't remember what day it was. I got a feeling it might have been a Monday. Anyway, whatever. And so the gallery carried on exactly as it was, except now I had a little bit of additional income. So I used to charge them, you know, when they came. Yeah. In, but gradually it got busier and busier. And then I had a waiting list. I thought, okay, I have another class. So I had a second evening class and that filled and had more people coming in. And I had to the point where I had to make a decision. And this is one of the big decisions we made. I can't, I, I, I had, people were saying, do you, do you do day classes? You see, not evening classes. Cause we had a lot of older people who didn't want to come out in the evening. So I said to your mum, we talked about it. I said, perhaps I could close um, one day a week, you know. And I can't remember exactly what we did, but we made that decision to close the gallery one day a week. And then we had, um, uh, uh, I think I had two classes, a lot of people wanting to, to, to join the classes. I had a morning and an afternoon class then. I didn't have an evening class. I had two evening classes. I think it was a Monday and Tuesday, I believe. And then I think I closed on a Wednesday. That would be more practical. And so I closed the gallery on a Wednesday. So in it, we worked a five-day week. And so I had two classes in the afternoon of Wednesday and two classes, evening classes. So four classes a week. And wow. 14 people per time. Wow. So you, you can see now how things started to shift and yeah. all of this time, so we're working five day a week. Then the problem was um, eventually I was very busy. I had to do, I, I was asked to do workshops. And workshops would mean that I would have to take time off from the gallery. Well, we started okay, but your mum had to cope with it when I wasn't there. Yeah. And it got to the point where it was just ridiculous. So in the end, we ended up doing a three-day week. Yeah. And, and I had more classes in the afternoon. I, I ran at one time six classes in a week, wow. which was a lot of people. And, yeah. uh, I, and it, was, it was quite busy. Anyway, we were busy. Obviously, we were busy with the uh, the framing and the other things. And for a while, it was uh, it was a bit hairy because we were working very hard. Yeah, but, and you were doing that, workshops at the same time, so you were traveling for workshops. that. Yeah, I was doing workshops and demonstrations because um, I was doing demonstrations for Swanstabilo, and I didn't at that point in time. I wasn't doing. Um, demonstrations for um, art groups, but by in the in the interim period, I was doing the shows and I was meeting people, uh, other fellow artists who were doing shows, and they were we were all talk together, and they said, "Really, Colin, you ought to do demonstrations." Mm, well, I, I don't know. I said, "Well, you really you really should. It, it's it's a big money spinner." <laughs> so. I then started to doing demonstrations, and that was the, that was the end of it. Really, the gallery 
really had to go as a, as a gallery. Teaching, you were teaching so much and demonstrating it, it, so much. Teaching, yes, yes, teaching demonstrations and workshops. They became very, very popular, very big. And uh, I remember at one time I had, I don't know, 20 demonstrations uh, lined up, you know, and they could all over the country. Yeah. And they, and then you add to the workshops, I, Flatford Mill particularly. I was going three times a year to them. So it was it was getting very very busy. And at Devon, I was going there once a year for about six years. So we had a lot of lot going on, and, and it just couldn't cope with the gallery as well. We had to go. So, so we closed. And that, and your your work is is at this point pretty much solely pastel pencil, right? Because your your yes. Everything yes. that you're doing is around that medium. Yep, pastel pencils. Yep, it was all pastel pencils. And for the last, I think from about nineteen, um, probably the mid nineties, things started getting really hairy. I'd been open about eighteen years, I believe. When we had to do something about the gallery, it was just impossible. Yeah, I was make I I wasn't making any money at the gallery because I wasn't there doing anything. Yeah, of course. And, and so we had to we had to put we had to put it uh, on hold. And well, we didn't put it on hold. I, I I did I kept the framing equipment for quite a long time. In fact, right up until oh, I think about ten years ago. So that would have been. In the 2000, and to say it was 2010, I still had my framing equipment. Yeah, but but it was it was wasn't being used at all. hadn't been used for a long time. Yeah, I used to use it for my own work and friends and so on. But it, uh, we had to make that decision. So really, it was quite short lived. If you think about my gallery opened in 1982, and by the mid 90s, it was on the wane. Yeah, and then by the two thousand, I think it was it was just that was it. It was it was all um, teaching. So busy with everything else, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's then, why my uh, yeah. earliest memories of, is of the gallery in its later stages, obviously, and um, you teaching. You know, of, of, mm. uh, of, I remember I remember coming downstairs and waiting for you to finish teaching and. <laughs> trying to help you pack up, but probably more in the yes. way than uh, anything else. And uh, looking through the keyhole, waiting to finish, would see when you were finished <laughs> and when the last person left. <laughs> you opened the door. I remember, Hello, Dad. <laughs> I, remember, I remember accidentally opening the door a couple of times too early and there still people and being only a child going, oh, God, just scared and running away. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I I remember that. I remember the well, shift. you probably don't remember. We used to have a tea break um, because it was three hours long. It was a long time. Yeah. So everybody, you know, halfway through, I used to put the kettle on, and we had a big urn then. Yeah. And um, and Vicky, your sister, used to come down and for for quite a while, she used to come down and. Uh, do the tea for them. Oh, really? You weren't old enough then. You were no. too young. No, but no, yeah. She did. She'll remember that if you say to her, did you remember making the tea? Yes, I remember coming that's down. That's amazing. They loved it too. They loved the, uh, the idea. Because oh, it was a good crowd. We had a good a good um, crowd of people, and it was very enjoyable. Yeah. But hard work. 
Can you imagine? Oh yes, I can absolutely imagine. Um, <laughs> I mean, from from then on, the the teaching uh, took over, and, and then it gradually started to, as you were heading towards retirement age, you know, and you you know you sort of sort of thought the traveling you've mentioned about this before in the podcast, we don't really need to go over it too much, but you were saying about traveling around the country was, you know, started to be quite hard work, didn't it? Cause you were, you were in such was, demand. Yes. Um, I found that the most difficult um, to, to cope with. In fact, Steve, um, when I think now I should have just should have backed up earlier because when I was driving, I used to sort of feel weary and sort of, I never went to sleep, but I could feel that feeling that comes over. I'm sure people would remember yeah. that oh, yeah. and know what that's like, that feeling of drowsy. I thought, you know, if I'm not careful, I'm going to have an accident. Yeah. And uh, and I was doing a lot of motorway driving then. So, And I went to Scotland three times. I went up to Scotland, right up to the right up the top of Scotland, way out. I can't remember the name of the place now, but it was right up the top. Yeah, it took me two days to get there and two days to get back, and uh, but I had to give that up because it was I was sixty, I was sixty-five. That's it, because I remember saying to the chap up there, "I'm I'm retiring." He said, "Oh, you're not going to stop." I said, "Well, I've got to." I said, "You know, I'm I'm retiring," and um, a lot of people were very upset that I gave up. Flap of mill were as well when I told them. Yeah. But they got to a point where, um, you know, it, it was just too much. And this was 2005, so we're we're looking at. Yeah. I, I think my last flap of mill was 2006. That was the last one. And uh, I decided to knock it all on my head. But at that time, we'd started with the internet at that time and started to take off. Yeah. You know, and uh, then you came came along, and I, uh, you you left uh, school and went into um, um, computers. You were very very good at computers. I, I don't know whether people know that, but you were excelled at um, your college. I mean, you were at commendations and all sorts, didn't you? Saying how good you were at it, and we realised that you were going to be. This was you're going to be your life, and you took to it like a duck to water. And, uh, and then you, you started your own business up, didn't you? Mm. You self-employed. And this was one. This must have been late 2000. Was it 2007, 8? I think it was around that time. I was, I was 22. So I was, uh, it was 2009 when I officially went self-employed. Yes. my own business i'd been doing stuff for a bit before and working for people before that but um it was in the same time of of having that spare time running my own business and to you you were well into youtube by that point doing youtube things and dvds and things like that filming yourself and doing some online sort of uh stuff so mm. it was sort of mm. the right fit that i had the time to to dedicate to helping you grow what you were doing as well, because I had the computer and technology um, uh, information and expertise, I suppose, at the time to help you with that. And then we caught, sort of joined forces, didn't we? Combined our knowledges. That's right. That's right. In um, that, 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 2011. Yes, that's right. Yeah. 
and that, well, that's when it all I, I was off. getting to the point where I, I, I would have probably had to given up at that time because, it, you know, I was heading towards 70 um, and I thought, you know, it's, it's getting a little bit – I'd been retired sort of five years or semi-retired. I wasn't retired because I was still working. Yeah. And I thought, I, I just can't keep it going. But it, it's all, it all worked out really well that you came along at the right time. And, um, uh, you know, it, it take, well, it's what it is now because of you. If, it, if it, you hadn't been there to do that, I don't think I'd be doing it now. I think it would have um, folded. Even though I do the work, I wouldn't have had the expertise to um, put it out like you have. So people, I think, would be very grateful now <laughs> that you came along just when you did at the right time. Well, it's, so when uh, you think you were born uh, at the beginning of all of that, because that's, in fact, just before you were born, mm. uh, it all started taking off the teaching side. And now uh, we are where we are. Mm. What a wonderful life. It is, it? A, it is a, an amazing um, sort of, it's coming sort of full circle, or, or not full circle, but kind of um, it's going through these cycles and we you've been through so many and it's kind of going back to the beginning where we sort of iterations that word of and this this new chapter when we went online um combining the two together has 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 taken us to where we are now Mm. um that's uh that is interesting just in case people are wondering obviously you're still living in the same premises so the gallery has been passed down hasn't it to the that's right you mentioned vicky earlier my sister your daughter and uh how she now has the space for her business and she's doing extremely well really really well Mm. she's been doing it 10 years you know steve now yeah that's amazing isn't it and um yes well that that was another little it all happened that happened at the right time vicky um wanted to do her own thing didn't she yeah and i and i was at one point in time i had um her equipment in the in the gallery while i was teaching <laughs> on, the, on on the latter stages yeah um, i used to put that i used to put the tables up around the, the um, equipment amazing because i said to vicky you know this this two different stages you have a see if you can see if you want to make a living at doing this because she was working she wanted then to do her own thing and i said well you can't just do it you've got to sort of do it slowly so she did that as a uh, an interim and and she used to have her clients come in when my class weren't around uh, so it, it was a, like a transition and she was obvious she wanted to do it i decided to um uh pull up pull out of of the teaching side and and when i did that there was no use for the gallery anymore Mm. it became if you remember it came a bit of somewhere to just to to um, store stuff yeah Yeah. (laughs) and uh, there wasn't anything going on so it seemed silly then to leave it uh, when vicky was uh, uh, interested in it and she's now got a brilliant studio it's yeah. not a gallery anymore. It's a studio. Oh yeah, they spent a lot of money, as you know, on it, and uh, it's absolutely phenomenal. One day I'll get to get a photograph of that, and uh, yeah, we'll try and show people or a video the... of it or something. You could take a quick video of that and 
I think people will be very impressed yeah. um, about, you know, how it's changed. But she's got a thriving business now down there. Mm. Uh, kept so it, it, kept it within the family. Oh, yes, absolutely. Well, we've got plenty of room. All you children moved away and given us uh, plenty of room in the, uh, in the flat above. Yeah. So we're more than happy. Yeah. But it's nice that we've been able to do that. So oh, yeah. that's the, that's the change. Anyway, there you are. There, there you are, go. folks. Lovely. Well, that's that was lovely. Thanks, Dad. That's I hope all right. Everyone enjoyed that. A little story time, uh, hearing about the the gallery. But I'm glad that we carried on and focused this on that. Uh, I think it was. I I really enjoyed it. There was bits in there I I didn't know about. So it was really nice to. I mean, it's always nice to hear the stories anyway. But I'm biased because. Uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. Okay. Well, we hope everyone enjoyed that, and we'll see you next week for another episode. Thanks everyone for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley, and I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week.